Welcome back to Quintessential Voices. I'm Marvereen Cole and in this episode we talk to Annika Spaulding, a very inspirational young woman from Birmingham who is a self-published author but also is helping others achieve that goal. And she has some very sound words of advice for anyone who believes they have a book inside them but is a little bit apprehensive. Feel the fear and do it anyway. The thing is, when we do anything new, it is scary and fear jumps in and says, no, don't do that, it's rubbish because it's change and we are scared of change. But if we want to grow, if we want to achieve something, we have to embrace it with both hands. Brilliant advice from Annika and uh, you can find her on social media. She's on Twitter as Annika Spalding, A-N-N-I-K-A-S-P for Peter Ale. D-I-N-G. She is on Instagram as Annika underscore Spalding and you can find her website at AnnikaSpalding.com. But without further ado, let's hear about her journey and how she's helping others. have you gone from being an author to kind of transitioning into offering workshops for people who are interested in writing a book? Mostly because I feel like I learned, I did this and I wrote my own books and I gained all this knowledge and it's not for me to keep and it's really important for me to pass it on but not not only just to have myself at the forefront sharing that information but to also provide other authors with the same opportunity to do the same because it's not the Annika show you know um and also we've all got something very valuable to give and our information that we give is very different and so when people do come to this event there'll be someone here for them there'll be someone that they'll connect to so yeah your own writing journey is really incredible so um take take us back to you know the the first time you remember writing and thinking you know I love this I really enjoy this I want to do more of it I used to write at school. I, I've, we all did, I guess. But um, I really loved English and I really loved stories. And I used to make my own books with folded pieces of A4 paper. But more specifically, when I was in about year five or year six and um, we had to write stories or something in, you know, that we learned in the lesson and we'd get to read it out at the end and it's when people started to say, oh, yes, Annika. You know, when, and I, that made me feel really good. I wasn't the best writer there, but people enjoyed my stories and so... I suppose that was it. I thought, yeah, I can do this. And at that stage then, I suppose, um, being a youngster, did you think ever at that age, this could be um, a career for me? Was that something in your mind then? That's a really good question. Because I always wanted to write a book. And when I was younger, I used to read Enid Blyton books and just got lost in the stories and I really wanted to do that for other people, but I just didn't know that I would actually do it. So I wanted to do it, but actually having done it and being here, I never actually imagined I would actually do it. So it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. Tell me about um, if there is an Annika pre-author and if there is, who is that person? Or, you know, who is that person when you are not writing your books? Okay, that's a good, that's a brilliant question. Who am I? Um, Well, before I started writing my books, I um, am an experienced support worker. So I used to work for Birmingham and Solihull Women's Aid as a floating support and outreach worker. I used to volunteer for the Rape and Sexual Violence Helpline. 
facilitated training around domestic violence. These are my areas. I've worked as a family support worker in a children's centre. So I've always been in a, in a support role and I'm very passionate about communities and children and families. And that is my that is my area of expertise. So if I was to go out there and get a job, I could quite easily get a job in those areas based on the experience that I've got and uh, some of the qualifications that I've got. However, I would still be going home from those jobs and writing. And there came a point where I was ready to pursue um, further education and I was going to do a social work degree. And I, I thought about it really long and hard and, there came, and I just was like, well, I can't do this degree because I've done my dream job, which was being a children and family support worker at Women's Aid in the refuge without a degree. And if I was to go to work in social services, some of my values and beliefs would be compromised and I wouldn't be able to help people in the same way. And I would still be going home to write. So that was a consistent theme. So I took a year out and tried to think about what do I really want to do? Because I knew it was coming and then I found the degree that I'm doing now. But by that time, I'd already written and published. By the time I started this degree that I'm doing now, I'd written and published my four books. But I still get to talk about domestic violence and still get to help families. And for example, next week I'm hosting an event and that's all about domestic violence by being an author. So I found a way to make it work being nosy now what are you studying at the moment then what degree is it you're doing and where are you doing it i'm studying creative and professional writing at wolverhampton university and it's amazing it, that, that degree was made for me it's so perfect i've learned so much which is why now i'm a bit more confident in my writing and a lot more confident in the way that i put myself out there and it, it's also been what's enhanced my knowledge so that i can launch my own business as a writing coach which is what i've done what i did this year and I have paying clients now, so but I'm confident. No, it's not to say that you have to do a degree to, to own your own business, but it's given me a much needed boost, certainly. Excellent. So tell us about the books that you've written then. You said you're on your fifth or you're uh, completing your fifth. Is that about right? So let's go through one, two, three, and four in the order in which you wrote them and just give us a, a synopsis of each of them. Okay. The first one is Shattered Dreams. It's a novel, and it's about a woman who leaves an abusive relationship she goes home to her family and she's just really working on re-establishing the, peop- the links and the relationships that she left behind. And then he finds her. And I can't tell you what happens next. You have to buy the book. <laughs> uh, the second book is called The Soaring Butterfly. And at the point that I'd written that, it was I discovered poetry and spoken word. So a lot of it is very early poetry. And, and towards the end, you can see the development of how I've written poetry. And it covers themes of bereavement and families and um, relationships it's more personal Uh, the third book is called reflections which is a collection of short stories again which cover the themes of families domestic violence relationships um, and they're all fiction but I think it's the second and the last one that are a bit more personal are more inspired by personal events and my fourth one is a quote book, which the idea is is that you open it up at a random page. Perhaps you have a question and you want to ask the universe, you know, what is my message for today? Whatever page you land on, that's your message. And that's really, it's a very simple but effective book, I would say. Um, and that's those at the moment. The fifth book um, that I've recently finished, it's going to the editor. That's how close we are. I'm so excited, but it's a book about writing. Um, because I was going to develop an online writing course. But I just felt it would work better as a book, as a manual, because I know that there's been some books that I've read that I've written in because it's that type of book. So I feel like a workbook would be well-received, so that's what that's going to be. Well, it, that's, what it, that's what it is, anyway. Tell us about some of the personal events that have influenced your writing. Okay. Um, in terms of domestic violence, um, that's something that I experienced growing up. 
there have been elements of it in adult relationships, I would say. Um, and it's been something that I've supported my sister through, friends and family. It's, it's, it's just so, it's in all of our lives and, and of course in the work that I've done previously to this. I'm just so passionate about that. Um, but also in some of my books I touch upon the relationships I realised between mother and child. Um, and my mum my died when I was 18, so that was quite a long time ago, but I still explore that idea because I don't know what it's like. And that's the running theme I've, I've discovered in a lot of my fiction work. Um, I'm trying to think what else. But usually, yeah, usually I feel like when we write, we write about the areas that we know about. And so really, even though my writing does take me to a dark place and I haven't personally experienced all of what I've written about, so I feel like it has impacted me in some way whether or not I've heard about it I've, I've read about it on the news or something like that so I'm, I'm greatly um, influenced by life and just fascinated by what happens in our everyday lives and what's going on behind closed doors and and that experience of kind of um having helped other women through domestic violence having experienced elements of that in your personal life is that um something that you chose to write about or were you almost compelled to write about it because some people would say you know I've experienced this in my life and it would be too painful for me to write about so I'm going to avoid it how how was that for you in terms of a thought process with your books well I never write about my personal journey I never write about my personal experiences on my blogging I've touched upon some of them with my f- with fiction the beautiful thing is is that you can hide behind it and uh, you can be creative with the truth and nobody expects it to be anything but a story and so that's the way that I do it. I feel like with the, um, writing about domestic violence, it's just something that comes naturally. I will always draw upon that subject because I'm just so passionate about it and it's ingrained in, in who I am. Um, but in, in terms of... I, don't, I just don't write about... I don't think I'm at a place where I'm ready to share and own what I put on pieces of paper. Um, but because I know that I'm writing just a story and even though I'm not... I choose to write about it, but I'm conscious that people are going to read it. So, for example, the Shattered Dreams, my first book, even though it's a fictional story, if you're a woman who are, is experiencing a abusive relationship, it's an indirect self-help guide because it, you follow her journey of how she escaped and what she did. And, and so it's an indirect s- source of help, really. Even though it's a story, it, it kind of paves the way. So my role with that book was because I'd worked as a support worker and because there's so many books out there about domestic violence, I wanted to plant the right seeds and give the correct information in the, way, in the way that I knew how, which was through fiction. So you are a self-published author. What um, was the process around making that decision as opposed to going to find a literary agent and get manuscripts sent to publishers and so on. Was there a, a moment where you said, no, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to waste my time, or did you try? Tell us about that. Well, when I'd written my first book, I was so impatient. I didn't want to go through the, the process because it can take years and years and years. And um, I didn't have a strategy when I wrote my first book. I didn't even really give it a good edit. I just wanted it out there. And over the years, I've, I think I've improved the way that I do it. Where I'm at now, I don't want to do go f- via the route of traditional publishers, simply because I've already self-published. I don't know if they would even bother looking in my direction, but also just because self-publishing is new and it's not necessarily looked upon positively by traditional publishing doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. So I feel like I'm in this area, I'm, I have a lot more control over how and where I market my stuff. 
Um, so why not just do amazingly well at it? And I would never discourage anybody from going traditional publisher. I think it's good to be informed about the decisions that we make. So, for example, the people that come to me with their questions, I'm able to give them enough at least to help them make their decision. It's not for everybody, but I do love social media. I'm obsessed with it. And so through even my events, a lot of people come through Instagram. So I know that when I put out this fifth book that I've built my following up enough that my customers are just waiting for me to release something. So for me, it's if you want to have that ultimate control and take responsibility and, and if you're impatient like I was and you want to get it out straight away, definitely do it yourself. But of course, with that comes a lot of responsibility and that's in terms of making sure that your work is edited and it's, you know, it's of a good um, quality, really. Excellent. And of course, um, anyone who wants further tips and advice from you, you are the writing coach, you run workshops like this. So it's it's invaluable. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want to embark on that journey, then Annika's your woman to speak to. And of course, we'll put out all your social media and everything at the end of this podcast so people can follow you, keep up to date with your journey. I definitely will do. Um, any uh, final thoughts in terms of, um, you know, where you see, for example, your writing future, say, in the next five years? Because obviously you're doing this degree. Um, are there any uh, new genres that you might want to try writing about? Is there anything you're thinking in advance, this is a direction I want to go in? I'm not really sure. I've not got a set direction. I'd love to have my own um, self-publishing company or publishing company. Um, I'd lo- I love editing anyway, so... I've not made a set decision. I don't feel like I'll finish um, my degree and just know because I'm already doing stuff right now and, and my dreams and goals are changing all the time. But in terms of my writing, I'd love to do um, some sort of self-help guide for women, but I'm not quite sure yet what that will look like. Um, and I'd love to write another novel. I've half written the sequel to my first one, but because it's not so much that I've lost the love for it I'm just not in that headspace right now to finish that so that's why I'd written the the writing book so there's lots of unfinished possibilities at the moment and I feel like I'll just go with whatever feels right at the moment and that will be right and um, actually one final question for me you know you're um, based in Birmingham and there are lots of people who might be listening who are you know not in London they're in smaller towns and villages and rural communities and and oftentimes it seems like publishing is this big um, you know kind of oasis far away in London and you can only do things a certain way what words of imp- inspiration rather can you give anyone who feels they have got that book inside them um, and they want to give it a try but they feel a little bit scared about taking that first step okay I would say feel the fear and do it anyway the thing is when we do anything new it is scary and fear jumps in and says no don't do that it's rubbish because it's change and we are scared of change but if we want to grow if we want to achieve something we have to embrace it with both hands and ultimately I don't know any author that writes a book and absolutely loves it and is not feeling the fear we all get scared we will have I feel like if you doubt your work and if you heavily criticize yourself congratulations you are a writer (laughs) because we are that we are so we are such perfectionists and we criticize ourselves so much but often it's the difference there's a difference between people who are consumed by that and there's and those who are just Feel, use it to fuel themselves and push themselves forward. And I feel like if you're going to put the name to anything that you do, you're going to be scared anyway. So just just do it. And at least then you you know you've done it. For me personally, I I just want to see what happens next. 
So when I do any, when I put on this event last year, I didn't know it would get the response that it did. I didn't know I'd still be doing it a year later. I just wanted to see what happened if I tried. And sometimes, you know what, get your answers to your questions and just do it. Excellent. Look forward to seeing more from you. More workshops, uh, lots of engagement with you on the Facebook page as well. You're doing the Facebook Lives, aren't you, um, on your Facebook page? So, And you're on Instagram as well. So I'll repeat all of those details so we can get in touch with you uh, if we need to. And we need that inspiration. Annika, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, as we mentioned before the interview, I've listened to your podcast and it's just amazing the work that you're doing as well so i just love when women just do amazing things and they're sharing it and we're connecting and we you know we create opportunities like this that's really kind thank you nice to meet you stay in touch <laughs>